0: Chapter 49 The Hyena There are certain queer times and occasions, in this strange mixed affair we call life, when a man takes his whole universe for a vast, practical joke, though the wit thereof he but dimly discerns, and more than suspects that the joke is at nobody's expense but his own. However, nothing dispirits, and nothing seems worth while disputing. He bolts down all events, all creeds and beliefs, and persuasions, all hard things visible and invisible, never mind how knobby, as an ostrich of potent digestion gobbles down bullets and gun flints. And as for small difficulties and worryings, prospects of sudden disaster, peril of life and limb, all these, and death itself, seem to him only sly, good-natured hits, and jolly punches in the side bestow by the unseen and unacceptable old joker. That odd sort of wayward moon I am speaking of comes over a man only in some time of extreme tribulation. It comes in the very midst of his earnestness, so that what just before might have seemed to him a thing most momentous now seems but a part of the general joke. There is nothing like the perils of whaling to breed this free and easy sort of genial desperado philosophy, and with it now I regard this whole voyage of the Pequod and the great white whale its object. Quig-quag, said I, when they had dragged me, the last man to deck, and I was still shaking myself in my jacket to fling off the water. quig my fine friend, does this sort of thing happen often? Without much emotion, though, soaked through just like me, he gave to me to understand that such things did often happen. Mr. Stubb, said I, turning to that worthy who, buttoned up in his oil jacket, was now calmly smoking his pipe in the rain. Mr. Stubb, I think I have heard you say that of all whalemen you ever met, our chief mate, Mr. Starbuck, is by far the most careful and prudent. I suppose, then, that going plump on a flying whale with your sail set in a foggy squall is the height of a whaleman's discretion? Certainly. I have lowered for whales for a leaking ship in the gale off Cape Horn. Mr. Flask... "'said I, turning to the little king post "'who was standing close by. "'You are experienced in these things, and I am not. "'Will you tell me whether it is in an unalterable law "'in the fishery, Mr. Flask, "'for an oarsman to break his own back, "'pulling himself back foremost into death's jaws? "'Can't you twist that smaller?' said Flask. "'Yes, that's the law. "'I should like to see a boat's crew backing water "'up to a whale face foremost. "'Ha-ha! "'The whale would give them squint for squint, mind that.' Here, then, come three impartial witnesses. I had a deliberate statement of the entire case, considering, therefore, that that squalls and capsizing in the water and consequent biavacs of the deep were matters of common occurrence in this kind of life. Considering that at the superlative critical instant of going on to the whale I must resign my life into the hands of him who steers the boat, oftentimes a fellow who, at the very moment, is in his impetuousness upon the point of scuttling the craft with his own frantic stampedings... Consider that the particular disaster to our own particular boat was chiefly to be imputed to Starbuck's driving on to his whale almost in the teeth of a squall, and considering that Starbuck, notwithstanding, was famous for his great heedfulness in the fishery, considering that I belonged to this uncommonly prudent Starbuck's boat, and finally considering that what a devil's chase I was implicated touching the white whale, taking all things together, I say— "'I thought I might as well go below and make a rough draft of my will.' "'Quig-quag,' said I, "'come along and you shall be my lawyer, executor, and legal tea. "'It may seem strange that of all men sailors should be tinkering at their last wills and testaments, "'but there are no men in the world more fond of that diversion. "'This was the fourth time in my nautical life that I had done the same thing.' after the ceremony was concluded upon the present occasion i felt all the easier a stone was rolled away from my heart besides all the days i should now live would be as good as the days that lazarus lived after his resurrection a supplementary clean gain of so many months or weeks as the case might be i survived myself my death and burial were locked up in my chest i looked round me tranquilly and contentedly like a quiet ghost with a clean conscience sitting inside the bars of a snug family vault. Now then, thought I, unconsciously rolling up the sleeves of my frock, there goes a cool, collected dive at death and destruction, and the devil fetch the hindmost.